According to a survey, over two-thirds of Americans are planning to travel a lot soon. This means the airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. So you were allowed to come home today? I was allowed to come home today, um, but I've been wearing a mask till right now in the house. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Hold on. What's the backstory here? I don't know anything about this. Well, um, originally I was going to, uh, the, the, at one point there was discussion of me waiting three days after I got home till I got a negative test. Uh-huh. And then, um, it was, if I could get a t- uh, antigen test the day I got back, then that'd be fine. So I got an appointment for Monday morning. So I spent the night last night at Josh's bar. You're kidding. So I, you actually yeah, really? did? Yeah. I stayed at Josh's bar last night. He's not even back yet. It was awesome. It was like, you probably best, loved it. Was it. Just, it was, like you can't believe how much I, you can't believe how much I like the decompression day. It, it was oh, the best. I'm sure. Me Man, and Dave traveled so all day long. And then when we got home, I went, we went to Josh's bar, went to Big Mario's and Dave sat there and got a beer and I got pizza. And then I walked from there to Sean Kemp's uh, weed store downtown because it's downtown <laughs> near the yeah. Space Needle right down there. Kemp, so I just, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And then I walked all the way back and then uh, slept at Josh's bar upstairs. He has a bed up there. So I slept there because I have the key for it. Let, unloaded the gear there and slept there. And then I got up this morning and uh, got a COVID test. And then I walked two miles home. So I got this sensation that was the best ever. It's like, so I came home from this long trip. But the last two miles, I, I was going to get an Uber home. But I just said I thought I would walk because it'd be a good walk. So I got to yeah. decompress him the whole trip and walk home. And it felt like I journeyed <laughs> home that way. You know what I mean? Like if you had two, two hours to walk home before you got there yeah. to reintegrate to your family. And so that was like the best home trip, best trip. It's like, uh, it was <laughs> like <cool>. Rambo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. The Pacific Northwest <laughs> after a tour. Yeah, it was like the ultimate reflective time to like process the trip. It was just perfect. I mean, I That's reckon. Cool. I'm jealous of that. I can't. Yeah, but I'm supposed to wear a hat. I'm supposed to wear a mask in the house right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? You know why? She said. So when I got when I uh, was on my way back, I, I, she said. Um, I said, you know, I wasn't inside indoors since Thursday. I wasn't around anywhere. She goes, Oh yeah, where well, you weren't standing that right there with Devin and Lunsford who crowd surfed. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what fast she said. You can get COVID. She, she saw me COVID. watching Beloved on such a reunited Beloved and did, did Devin and Lunsford not crowd surf. So I was standing near people who crowd surf. So y'all went out there and got the COVID with <laughs> the crowd surf and kind of stood next to me on the rest of the set. And now I got COVID. So now That's I'm wearing funny. a mask at home. <laughs> I came straight. I came, I came straight home. Kissed my wife and hugged my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped Devin off at his house. I turned around. And Megan and Devin are making out in the garage. Like that's not serious. true. <laughs> I mean, serious kiss. Well, I I just brought something <laughs> in, and Megan hugged me and kissed me, and I, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're good to go it, then. It made me kind of. Awesome. I was like, well, shit. So I could, when I went home, I was like seriously kissed. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously kissed her. She you gave her a hard back, kiss. She pulled back and she said, "You just give me COVID." <laughs> that's what, that's the, I said, "That's what you're gonna say." But yeah, I'm, I'm Megan did say that later, but I'm I guess like, surprised how I guess deployed. going on tour is like being deployed. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. <laughs> five, five Matt, days. Matt was like uh, Ameri- <laughs> Matt's like American sniper where you know he comes back, <laughs> but he's just in a bar. 
that and yeah. wipe it. <laughs> yeah, that so would be that's ideal having a I day. I mean, that's just ideal. I, yeah, I kind of felt that way today because I I worked from home. Yeah. I had some work to do, but Jess left for work and I dropped the kids off at school at eight thirty a.m. and I had the day till about three to myself. So that was kind of nice. So I took the dogs for a walk and I kind of chilled out. I'm out. I promise you, I woke up this morning and I just thought it is bedtime. That is exactly the first thing that I thought this morning was like, oh, no, I can't function. I'm just I'm really tired. I mean, we stood for days <laughs> like we didn't, I don't I didn't really sit down that much. I mean, I was always yeah. on the side of a stage listening to do ungodly loud music. And I was shaking back and forth, bobbing my head, all that stuff. I mean, I was screaming and yelling. My voice lost my voice, saying "Hey, everybody!" I mean, it was it was a lot for a forty-five year. It's a lot for a fourteen-year-old kid, much less forty-five-year-old man. I had to soak my legs in the bath last night. <laughs> I was like, Megan, I think I gotta like soak my legs in hot water. They are tired. Oh, I know. I know. I, I'm. It was. It was way more than I thought it would be. And it was even better than I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be cool, but you know, we, I mean, all of us have played a bunch of festivals and they're cool and you get to see some people, but it really did feel like, I mean, that's why I kept going. Like, I just felt like just go see bands, go see you know, your friends, go, go hang out, you know, move, move around. Don't stop. And it just, it really was fulfilling. As far as a festival goes, it was more than just, it really felt like it was so nostalgic. Like when I was on side yeah. of stage watching Stavesaker, I just was like, oh my, I mean, seriously, this is exactly what I thought. Well, you want to go straight to the reviews section of the today's podcast then? Yes, I do. Yeah. But first, marriagesupply.com. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be a marriagesupply.com stage next next year <laughs> you know be, what i mean and then could like be. and then maybe we have like a uh that's get, a great uh, idea have someone dress up like a vibrator and dive into the crowd <laughs> and just blow it up like all in the, the in the pit just all monster. the micro all the microphones are dildos yeah oh yeah, yeah. now you talk dildo mics squirt <laughs> lube all over everywhere it's like <laughs> slipping slides built, covered in lube people are just <laughs> marriagesupply.com go get marriage toys right now but yeah, I'm ready to get into it for sure. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying I was for for me, I'll say watching Stavesaker just it was I mean, Stavesaker isn't like my favorite band. I really, really love them. And I love Mark Solomon. We've gotten to know him because this podcast. I love them. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like Weezer's my favorite, you know, whatever favorite band. But they're probably one of my favorites and the nostalgia there and seeing them just see how seeing how cool Mark was as a front man. It just took me back because and I really got emotional because one, Joey Svensson introduced me to that band. Yeah. And it's just and, like Jared is a clone. of Mark right, Solomon. Yes. Yeah. And and that my whole, you know, a lot of my friendship that that was an important part of me going, oh, man, this Joey guy's cool shit he likes yeah. music i never even heard of i didn't even know i didn't know music like that existed when i met joey because of joey Spencer, yeah. I, I knew all that stuff so it made me feel almost all emotional. those artists yeah i was i felt had the same thing going on, on a lot of sets i was thinking there's i mean the person that got me into that music was joey if he was here it would be right. so great you know that was the uh, you know like, proxy, how, is he, how is he not here you know yeah yeah no yeah that's crazy you said that i thought my god 
no matter what happened, I, they should have been here. <laughs> no matter yeah, how, I mean, whatever yeah. our relationship, Jared and Joey Swenson should have been at Furnace Fest. I mean, that 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 would have blown their minds. Now, I was thinking though, they probably didn't care about a lot of the bands though. They wouldn't, you know, because they're they're a little picky. They would have thought some of the bands. But that were, one stage, that the the heart support stage was just heart support all, stage. I mean, to get oh, to see Jeremy Ennick, Mineral, yeah. Mineral, Stave Saker. Yeah. Apple uh, Seed cast. cast. Juliana Theory played on Sunday. I mean, they Zayo played. I know not on that stage, but I mean, you know, they're, they, yeah, you're right. I mean, they would have just really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, did, we, did, we did tell Chad Johnson they weren't allowed to come to the fest, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I your said we wouldn't play if the Spencers were there. <laughs> like, every time I die, has the Norma Jean clause. Y'all have the Spencing right. clause. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what I was thinking. Did every time I die, I make make it to where. Yes. Norma Jean couldn't play. That is that's the rumor. That's, I mean, that they, has to be that has to be it, right? Because I was they thinking, say oh, they Norma, have that. Because Norma Jean, of course, would have played Furnace Fest. I you know what I mean? That, I think that's why they played that pre-show thing because mm-hmm. that was like a. I think that was out. a compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Gosh, that's crazy. They just hate the Jeff Buckley guy. The Buckleys hate yeah, Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Yeah. His name Jeff. What's his name? Bubbly. <laughs> But, yeah, he sings Hallelujah, but kind of yeah. Southern rock style. Yeah, yeah it's they weird. Hate, now that they I tell you, that's the first one I've heard Hallelujah and all the every time I direct, it's unbelievable. What's his name? What are their names? Keith, Keith, Buckley. Keith, Keith Buckley. Oh, yeah, it's close. He's another Rob Zombie along with Josh Head and Rob Zombie. He looks like that. He's kind of a Rob Zombie. Yeah, I didn't get to you see know how there's a lot of them. The biggest one I was most upset that I didn't get to see was Stretch Armstrong. I didn't know they were playing. I, I remember somebody that saying was, it. and I That was, was crossover it. with who? Mineral? It must have been Mineral. I think it was crossover yeah, with Mineral. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. It was wild. I mean, I I guess I'm the same as you, Toby. I wasn't. I mean, I was expecting it to be great, but I felt way more nostalgic and emotional the whole time. And I mean. Yeah. I remember. Well. I mean, it I mean, was like, it's a really layered experience, you know what I yeah. mean? Like there's so many layers to it being powerful, but you, you know, you keep saying nostalgic, but it's like, it wasn't, it was, it was more than nostalgia. There was a lot more layers than that because yeah. it's like how, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it didn't feel, I mean, it felt like a reunion in some sense, but it, it felt very active and alive and powerful, relevant. like in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and re- yeah. Yeah, it felt very yeah. relevant. So, yeah, nostalgic doesn't capture its relevance, which was extremely high, I felt. Right. Well, I mean, that's like I said, to me, it felt like all these bands that could go out on a tour, draw a couple hundred people a night and, you know, in most cities, maybe bigger in some cities. A mineral probably couldn't draw a hundred people. I don't, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're, mm-hmm. I, I, they don't play anymore, but I'm just saying, you know, right. but in this setting, they were just immortalized. I mean, yeah. it was like all these yeah. people who loved mineral or Apsy cast or Zayo or whoever, they're all focused on this band that they just almost worshiped at one point in their life. Yeah, and then here they are, and it's just like whoa. I mean, I that's the way I felt. It just to me, it just felt like this is the forefathers. Th- these are the gods of indie rock, emo, hardcore. That just, and I was pretty much in awe. I mean, most of the time, that's the way it felt. I was telling Cassie about. 
Sorry, I was just telling Cassie about Jeremy Enoch. I was like, you know, he's like friends with Dave Grohl. Right, yeah. And Ben Gibbard and, uh, you know, all the biggest rock stars. Yeah, he was influential. That there are. Like, he's their friend. And he's just on this little stage. I mean, the first right. Sunny Day album, we, I looked this up on the way back, came out in 1994. Yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate. And that's crazy because that was right around the time Weezer started putting out albums and all this stuff. Yeah. That's why wow. I and Jeremy, high and he had one of the smallest sets at the whole festival. Yeah. One, yeah. Of, the, one of the absolute <laughs> smallest was Jeremy Enoch. And it was, wasn't bad or anything. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I was standing right beside uh, Brett Detter came, Stephen Christian, uh, a bunch of people just standing right there all came just totally just, you know what I mean? Like the amount of people yeah. watching other people, they're just legends across legends. Like, I mean, it was just, it felt like a, we a west world or something like it yeah. like it was created like it doesn't there's no way everybody i know is here and that is you know like it just it seemed like almost everything was happening at once but even that show was just small the jeremy enoch show uh, you know right. at that stage but but still so, um, I mean, but still like Devin was saying bigger probably than if he was in toledo ohio for the night yeah. or something Absolutely, like that you know what yeah. i mean yeah like yeah. and i mean it was just so crazy seeing him and he just played the guitar and the piano and his voice is weak but strong. Every I mean, I just it was I didn't even know all those other people were there watching him. I didn't I didn't oh, know yeah. it, it, I just guess I didn't turn around. Yeah, the, yeah. um it was it's it's crazy because it felt like all this released um here's the way I visualized it. It's like all the meaning since the bands weren't playing and hadn't been doing small shows or whatever just built up and then all the meaning was released all at once. Yeah. Like, you know, the bands are more mm -hmm. valuable now than they were five. Like, you know, we've been, we're the odd band that has, you know, not ever quit kind of thing. But a lot of bands got, when the times were hard, harder, they weren't around, but their meaning and their value increased, especially with Spotify and everything else. Yeah. Like bands followings would grow, even that were inactive bands as people became, you know, just whatever it is, whatever, however that worked out. And so now the, those bands are worth the meaning has built up and up and now they're tapping back into it. And right. there's a ton of bands doing that all at once. So like all this accrued meaning is now bingo, just all released. So it was like, you know, it was like a meaning release, all, just explosion all at once of those things. Instead of getting a hundred people here, playing small shows here, it's just bingo time. But I yep. thought it was cool because I watched you guys, Emery, and I watched Tia's Legend, two bands that have never quit. And both the offsets were like incredibly good and like engaging and big. Like y'all never stopped, but yet you still had like it, it meant something still. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't void yeah. of meaning. I don't know. <clears throat> I was kind of blown away by the, our size of our crowd. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I was, was like, kind of oh. like, holy shit. We back. <laughs> we back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, and you, and Acid's Burn, I mean, I feel like you guys playing Sun, I Loved You at Your Darkest, and then, I mean, that was, that in itself holds quite a bit of power. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean, the number one thing probably at the festival, I would, I guess I would say was the anticipation for Beloved playing Failure On. Yeah, but I mean, I big. The, those, those types of things were all oh, SC's burn. They're not together anymore. They're playing their first album. I mean, those things are powerful and especially in that setting. Cause it is so concentrated of mm. all these people that love it and, and other bands. I mean, I felt like all the, like everybody's, 
it felt like all the bands are just moving from one stage to another, watching each other. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh yeah, so and so is here watching. I mean, there was no. It didn't feel like there was any favoritism really, or um, elitism or anything like that. No, just, not at all. You know what I mean? It was a community of yeah, fans the, and fans. It was cool. Yeah, it was the most gratitude in that way. But I was mostly shocked at, like, I knew we were sounding good because we just did our stuff. You know, we just did our album, and I know we're feeling pretty tight. I don't even think we played that great, but. It was, I was shocked at how good all the bands were. I had no clue that, that everybody could be that good. Like the musicians are better. Like most of those bands mm-hmm. sounded better today than they yeah. previously did. I don't know if sound is better or they're just like, it's like, you know, non-traditional students when there's a 40 year old in, in your college yeah. class and they sit in the front, they, you know, <laughs> you hate them. It's like, that's what all the musicians were at Furnace. They've been, they, they still are real musicians and they were just crushed it. Like I couldn't believe how good everybody sounded. I know. Like the guitar player from Mineral. <laughs> well, he has a crazy style he was where something. it sounds bad on purpose. He sometimes. was something. <laughs> they were something. That they they were just yeah. It was it was powerful. I I uh it was funny, like our set, I really fucked up a lot. Like I started in singing the very first song, studying politics, in the wrong key, because I didn't have my ears. My fault. I should have had them, put them on. Didn't th- I didn't think we were going to use ears. They said it, and then I guess Josh worked it out or something for us. And so the it just goes, ding, 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 ding. It's like a pencil, and I don't know what key I was in. But <laughs> Evan said this. I don't know if people notice mistakes the same way or something they don't. like that, but, uh, but I sure do. So I, was, I, I looked yeah. over, and Devin started singing with me. I was like, oh, Devin's into this show already. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> he's correcting me. He's, he's guiding me back home. And then and watch uh, and, Devin singing lead on studying politics yeah. right now. And then I go, I, I switch over to bass, play playing with fire, and I I, I tune. But you all know I have bad eyesight, and especially when the sun. You know, you got on the tuner, you got to see that little dot yeah, beside so, the fucking. Yeah. I hate that about the boss tuning <laughs> pedals. And Matt's over here going. I don't think I, 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 I said. What is Matt saying to me? I can't even. I, we got to play the fucking song. <laughs> But he didn't let me, he didn't loudly let me know I was tuned wrong. So I played the bass in the wrong tuning. He had it on C. It's supposed to be C sharp. I looked over. I was just checking because I thought this might be a problem. And I was like, hey, you're supposed to be on C sharp. And he looked at me. I said, you're supposed to be on C sharp. And he looked at me, go, okay. And then he looked at that. Let's go. We started the song. (laughs) Totally wrong key. Then my guitar, the bass strap broke. Broke. Yeah. I mean, every bad thing happened. And so I went into, I am fucking up. I don't know if the crowd knows it or not, but I do. And so I went into comedian mode. I thought, uh, or just incredible. I went into joke mode. I want to make as many jokes as I can. I don't remember one thing I said. Toby, I can't remember a thing I said. It was like Eddie Murphy, <laughs> you know, Richard Pryor, Toby at Furnace Fest, top three. <laughs> I mean, you, even, you even pulled Lunsford into the jokes. No, but I'm just, I was watching that, and like a, a music crowd uh, during a show is so hard to really be a front man and talk to them and even get them to engage in between songs. Yeah. You were killing. With I, I didn't hear a lot of laughing. I heard a lot of laughing. You were killing with comedy. I didn't like know what I was just, saying. You'd kept doing that and not played another song. It, they would have walked away. Wow, I just saw something incredible. 
I heard a lot I of old, I, old man jokes. I think there was some old man jokes. Yeah, in there. I did some old man jokes. I think I did something about uh, I, I, somebody Sandy came back. Yeah, somebody Sandy said Patty. Somebody said something about Sandy Patty. I was like, oh, yeah, I said something about that. I don't remember what it was. But uh, I, here's one thing I think of. <laughs> I saw Aaron and his wife, Cassie, on the side of the stage. And I think that Aaron knew if he stood I did there not. that I no, might I would go after you're putting on You're putting that on me like, oh, I'm going to go up on stage. No, 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 no. That's out. not what I'm saying. You, it was not like. I'm saying you knew if you stood there, there could be a chance that I would try to embarrass you or, <laughs> call, or nobody call thinks you. that. I did not <laughs> think that. I did not think that. You know me that well. No, but I, I do know you that well, but I also know like even I'm I saying it's like a dangerous thing for you to stand there. I just not like attention never, seeking or anything. Yeah, no, I know. not, a t- okay, not I attention seeking. Not I get attention that. Seeking. But even then, I would never even think that danger any because I was watching y'all play for a while and i you're in the show you don't yeah. really notice who's on the right. side or whatever yeah, matt, right. matt carter never notices anybody yeah on the side for sure <laughs> yeah and dave might if he looks over but you're just in it so i just i did not think that i i, I did not feel like exposed <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly what you looked like when he said it and i looked at you and i was smiling and, and you just kind of <laughs> I was actually embarrassed. <laughs> He's gonna shrug. Yeah, you were. He was really. He was I was just like, sorry. I don't know if I blushed. What did I say? I said you were my uh, inspiration or something like that for the I sad did, song. Oh, oh yeah, for, as your for voice. The face. Sad yeah. song. <laughs> the song's yeah, about so you Lundsberg. dedicated as your voice face to Lunsford. <laughs> he was your hero and your inspiration. Well, first, first you did in front of this probably five thousand people. <laughs> Oh, look, sometimes people stand on side stage for these shows. We got Aaron Lunsford from Ass City's Burn over here. <laughs> 5% of the people even know. Uh, all right, 50% of them know who my band is, and then they might know who Cody or TJ is, and then like, who? Aaron? Who? Yeah, it's like, yeah, they I mean, do not know. I know. Yeah, like <laughs> 5,000 people. Like the, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what's embarrassing about it. Like, oh, we got somebody from a band over here. Not like Steven Christian or. You know, uh, it Jeff Rickley. Yeah, that's oh, what Jeff. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Rickley. He would have been the Emory show outside the yeah. stage. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, though, that Toby went the joyful comedy route. Yeah, instead of it like. It could have yeah. gone a little bit more bitter. That's like, true. Rock and like kind of getting at the fans, and that never really pans out well. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that was think, good, though. It went that way. I think I've learned that in my old age. I used to go after you. I turn. I turn on the crowd. Start attacking like a viper. <laughs> Fuck you! What are you doing here, dumbass? Like, like when you mess you're up, stupid you ass and paid to be here for this. You stupid <laughs> ass idiot. You paid. I'm fucking up, and that you're the dumbass that paid for it. You you're mad that the you fuck <laughs> I felt that the um, it felt that you know, there's been all the years where we were in the band, and the other bands weren't around, and now they're back. So I felt that all was right in the universe once we were the clown band is what i felt yeah right. like well once we're once it's back and we're playing the middle of the afternoon yeah we're not headlining in the crowd you have to like you know it's a it's, you, you don't have the attention that you normally get at a headlining show yeah and we're clowns and it was but it was huge and great also and you know everything felt right in the universe at that time to me i was like oh yeah this is who emory is in the scene those clowns yeah. but that's the thing though <laughs> is like you're saying i and i yeah i was talking to I think I told Lunch for this during Beloved because I'm Joe, the drummer, might have like did a little couple of mishits or something very, mm-hmm. very subtle, nothing real noticeable. But I was like, yeah, I don't think mistakes matter in these settings. I mean, 
obviously you could totally botch a song and stop and that's different but like we you know we had a few pretty significant mistakes but it everybody that i saw post about it or said anything is like that's one of your best shows i've ever seen mm. i mean i'm just like yeah that is that that's not true i know what the secret the secret is only two things there's if you're the heavy type of band the secret is whatever amount of movement happens in the crowd that's how good you sound that's true if you're a mosh band the size of the mosh is how good you sound it motion period Right. Yeah, the motion of the ocean is how well you play. And if you're a more if you're less of a mosh band, then it, it in our case it is how many people scream the lyric when you hold out the mic. That's how good you sounded that day. Yeah. That's how good you played. Yeah. That is the answer. There's no other answer to it. It's just That's wow, true. a lot of people are here. I'm one of these people. This is a huge crowd and they're liking it. There's it doesn't matter if you were farting in the microphone if people reacted that way there's <laughs> the best it could possibly be and if, and if matt carter falls down or not <laughs> yeah oh yeah you fell no, i didn't even oh, yeah. fall <laughs> yeah yeah oh i had i was keyed up I had a he knew he, he, I, had, he told I, me I he had a wrecking. feeling he was going to <laughs> i knew before i made my approach that it was very low odds of success what i but i felt the adrenaline and the moment so i said gotta go like I looked to the drum riser, I said, I'm going to go do something at the drum riser. I'm going to run there and jump off of it or jump up there or whatever. So I t- turned to do that. And then I saw there's no room there and there's a mic stand right exactly where I think I'm going to put my foot. So we'll see how this goes. So I, you know, I fell down, but I, I, was, I didn't regret the decision. I thought that falling down was part, it was a great part of chaos. It was. It was. I made the decision long ago because Josh always makes the trek out to headwalk on people, right? Mm-hmm. It's on walls. And I was like, I could go out there too. Then both of us would be out there. But I have a serious fear, phobia that I I can get out there. I could even get up on top of them. People even hold me up. I'm not even worried about my girth and weight crushing the fans beneath me. What I'm worried about is the <laughs> trying to get back up on stage. And like I, my yeah. arms are shaking, and then you you kick that one foot up and try to hit the other one foot goes up to the shaking side, and bit. shaking. But and, but Josh would have hopped right back up, yeah. so Josh would be back on stage, and then there I am, with my ass just pointed everybody <laughs> struggling to get back over a fucking monitor in front of me. And I, so years ago, I was like, I just can't do it. I'm just not going to do it. And that's why I was actually really jealous that y'all two crowd surf during Beloved. Like I, when y'all took off, was I was just like, oh man, that's just like. It looked now, free, like freedom or something. <laughs> Fun. When, when I did it, I was certain I was running 100 miles per hour <laughs> the video. And, and went 100 feet into the crowd. And then I watched the video. And it was so embarrassing. How We're like slowly incapable, <laughs> incapable we looked. And then like here, that whole thing was funny because James Irwin from Terminal was trying to yell at us to. He was yeah. yelling at me like, well, let's go, let's crowd yeah. surf. And then uh, Devin was talking about it. And Devin's like, like, should we go? I'll go. If, uh, will you go with me? And I said, yeah, I'll go with you. Let, not this song that we waited a song. And then it started getting heavy. And Devin listened to me. He goes, should we go? And I go, yeah, let's go. He's like, you're going to go. And I was like, yeah, like, don't leave me. And I was like, I'm coming. You go, I'm going. He'd go, okay, we're going. And I go, let's go. <laughs> it was like a minute of confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> and Devin went. And so then I went. And then like 30 seconds later, you see the video. James Dang. is kind of standing there and he like puts down his drink and takes off his hat and kind of waddles out and jumps too. 
<laughs> it was a little embarrassing because those people on the other side running full speed jumping. Oh, yeah, like, we're like backwards. Oh, yeah. Annihilating like, the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Jump five feet. Very bad. Like, all these people like, running and y'all kind of jog. <laughs> and then yeah, I get out and this little short little lady that Lunsford stopped Lunsford. She stopped me and she goes, you do not do that. You're not supposed to do that. And I was like, I held my brace. I was like, I'm sorry. And I just went by her. But then Lunsford comes Lunsford behind got me. And he got called. <laughs> what did she, she say to you, Lunsford? She said to me, listen, you can't be doing that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then I tried to watch. She's like, no, you got to go back around. And I was like, around where? I, I was pretty hammered. Yeah. And like, I've been drinking since Top Golf at 11. Yeah. I, I had. I went to Top Golf thinking I'll have a beer or two before I go. I got a bucket of oh, beers at Top Golf, <laughs> and then we came there, and I mean that was eight thirty at night, right. and so I was like, "But where do I go?" And I showed her my bracelet. I was like, "You don't want to be like, oh, I'm an artist asshole or something." But I was like, right. "But I got, I got this." And she said, "Only green bracelets," and I was like, "What's that?" No, what <laughs> there about? are no green. I was like, right. there, "There's not green." I was. She's like, "You have to go around." I was like, "Where? Where do I go?" She said all the way around, but I was like, but I was just right there. All right. There's some things in life that uh, I like to pick out myself. You know what I'm talking about? I, I got to get the right thing, like a, a good cut of steak or my mattress. I promise you, I love a firm mattress. I don't know why I, you would think I would love the soft, cushy one. My underwear, my wife tried to buy me a thousand packs of underwear and I had to pick it out myself or else, you know, it's going in the trash. So what if you could do the same for hiring? Choose your ideal candidate before they even apply. That's where ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply comes in. It gives you, as the hiring manager, the power to pick your favorites from top candidates uh, all over. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. So how does Invite to Apply work? Well, when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, they send you the most qualified people to your job. Then you can easily just review the candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job. Lauren Webb, SVP of Talent Acquisition for Mendola Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. It's easy for me and easy for them. So see for yourself. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-D-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash badchristian. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I, th- I thought it was funny because when you came back, Luncer was pissed. I guess you were drunk and pissed. And all I saw Luncer was just going, and right then is when like the beloved stopped for a second. I just heard, stupid bitch. <laughs> Like, what? What? It was. I mean, it was. It was so funny because all the everybody was doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? There was a cop. I mean, it, over, there was a cop over there too. Yeah. So I was standing right beside your wife, Cassie, and I said, "Oh, what's happening with Aaron?" She goes, "He's getting arrested. He's getting arrested." She just said, "That's all she said. He's, he's getting arrested." Huh? I don't know. <laughs> And I, oh, well. and she, she, and she held up your phone. She said, "Told me to hold his phone." So I don't know what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Is she right?" Like I was just thinking, is Aaron Lusser going to jail tonight in Birmingham for some, you know, hurling his body, attacking people or something? You know how they could have 
worded it. Yeah, I it was oh. headed that direction if I had not been able to swallow my pride and just walk around and just walk. Yeah, you thought yeah. the cop would have gotten like he was gonna get mad or well, I, it was a lady or something and yeah. she was a male cop. I didn't she, see that. No, guy. it was a female. Oh. Oh, but was maybe, she a cop oh. or just security? It said cop. I think she was oh, maybe okay. an off-duty cop or something. And the last thing she said, listen, I'm not going to argue with you on this. And I was like, shit, I guess I'm just done. Yeah, yeah. But I was just <laughs> mad. It was like a matter of principle. I was like, you're not actually doing your job right now. You're actually doing the right. opposite of your job. Right. Yeah. You made it back pretty quick. I mean, that's the yeah. thing I don't understand. I, uh, unfortunately for her, she probably didn't have all the the right answers you know she's just some hired hand that yeah she was working, just told something working a little bit because i mean a lot most of the security was really lax oh yeah it was chill i thought it was really great like i actually thought everybody was chill and it was pretty nice like they knew yeah it, it, was, it, the, it was the smoothest least secure most i'm sure somebody told her do not ever, let people crowd seen. crowd surf and you know she thought she was she would get in trouble or something so maybe 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 I'm not sure that it was a it wild fine. show though. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like I mean, all the shows in that uh, what was it? Plug your whole stage were wild because I mean that just whole little funnel there. Yeah, uh, you know the way that that stage is set up in that that. I mean it it is a great place to have shows. I mean yeah, Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham, Birmingham is nice. Birmingham is a great town. The Sloss uh, furnaces are just what a great little area there. And I mean, I thought everything about it was 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 great. I mean, I I thought they pulled it off really well. I really enjoyed it as far as the festival goes. I was glad we got to play that stage. No offense, yeah. the big stage. No, yeah, yeah. the agree. big stage is cool, especially if you right. had the crowd. But yeah. our our show, I loved it because I, afterwards, people text me, "I I missed you. I couldn't get in." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It was like a show, like a yep. show that was sold out. That how I couldn't even get in there. It was just spilling out the sides. Like, wow, okay, right, yeah. It almost, it almost yeah, that's me. the best vibe. Yeah, it tricked me back and, in. There. And it sounds oh, maybe so big in there because yeah. it all echoes. Right. It's just so much sound. I mean, that's what we we're talking about in that room when Zayo played. It was just like, gosh, uh, it felt like devil worship, and people were worshiping, <laughs> and there would be there would be something killed and yeah. offered. Yeah, and sacrificed. Felt like, yeah, I mean, it really felt that way. It, yeah, it was it was crazy that because it fit, it, the whole that whole situation just feels like uh, it, it feels like uh, I was on some level where I was seeing the whole thing like it's just this one organism that's occurring with the stage divers and security and those people there and the people crowd around and the, the photographers are where in their spies. It felt like one organism, like where everything does its role, like everybody there's every single person and thing in that structure was fully engaged you know what i'm saying yeah. like everybody was doing a hundred percent what they were supposed to do with all of their attention so everybody in the contents of that had full focus and full attention on whatever was at hand and for some of them it was different they had different tasks but everybody was in tune with their part of the or like if you think of the whole thing as a cell yeah. like it just each thing was doing its thing including like a guitar player like he couldn't mess it up if he wanted to. He's just one little part of the whole thing. You know what I mean? So that's why I didn't yeah. feel like mistakes matter. I loved uh, staying and watching Beloved though, because Joe is so good. One mm -hmm. of my favorite moments of the whole festival, I was standing next to Matt. And while okay, you're I would apologize. 
I'll apologize for that. <laughs> you want go apologize? Ahead. All right. Oh, okay. I was thinking. I was thinking about texting you today to apologize for this. But go ahead. Well, I thought it was great. Matt was sitting there. We're watching <laughs> Beloved, and Matt's like analyzing, and he's just in it. You know, he's yeah. like, "Look at Joe. Look at Joe. He's a man." We're clowns. <laughs> We're clowns. My band, your band. We're, look at him. Joe, that's like, look at him go. He's like our quarterback putting the team on his back to the end zone. <laughs> look at him. He just put that band on his back and he's carrying them all the way. Look at him go. He's incredible. I'm a clown. You're a clown. I'm a clown. We'll do the podcast. That's what we are. <laughs> That's what I felt. That's what I said. But when I said it first, I said you were a clown. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and you were like, I'm a clown. I'm like, no. And I didn't mean to offend your drummer or anything yeah. like that. So I was thinking I wanted yeah. to say it the other way around. But what at that moment I was trying to worship Joe. Yeah, I was oh, in a God. worship mode. You know what I mean? I was just like, I was focused on him. There he was right in front of me. And he was doing something I just thought was incredible. And I really do think, you know, I really do think what he's doing was incredible. And so I was like, uh, I was like, cause he's a uh, really hard working, like, uh, like his character is like some old man. That's a farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like a Larry bird or something. Like he's just, uh, he's, he's disciplined or something like that. And so I was standing next to you who I think the opposite of that. You are not a disciplined farmer. <laughs> and, so, uh, and, and you are also a drummer that played the same stage to a sold out full crowd that people couldn't get in and it rocked them to death. Yeah. And you know what I mean? But I was still called you a clown in a way that I didn't want you to think. I, didn't, I meant that as in a character sense, not as in, you know what I mean? And I, and I thought that I was like, well, I didn't mean to really shit on Lewisburg and say he's a clown. I, I think you are a creative drummer and a good drummer. And your band rocked that same exact structure, you know, 25 hours previously. So I didn't want that not to come through. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think of it that way. Uh, but it, I mean, think about it. But it was a legendary moment because think of SC's burn really did break up in 2005. And that was the first one back. You right. would have been a god uh, yeah. that night uh, as a drummer to me. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's what yeah. I thought was so cool about the moment it was so huge that I was just in like, whatever Joe does here, he's, this is my view. And this is just so huge. And, and, you know, he gets so much attention because he's doing this, the total output of volume and intensity and screaming and everybody looking at him because I mean, he's captured, like he's captured, like that's not what Dave does or you do. You don't no. hold the attention of the whole room. Man, women while look, you're playing like that. women. I saw women looking at him. <laughs> women have not, not looked at me my wife well, watches cody and tj play not right, me right. well it is interesting because i noticed that too he is the band leader yes. musically so like they start when he starts like he starts the songs every time not just clicks the sticks he feels it mm -hmm. he goes yeah. when he feels right you know what i mean so he's the band leader when our bands i mean it's more like mad or me or toby or whoever's kind of leading that song so it did feel like he was driving the the whole thing and the other guys were kind of his support that's the way it felt yeah and he's in the world where there's aaron gillespie who sings and plays unbelievable unbelievable yeah. Yeah. and he's screaming and Matt put he's putting out more energy and singing and doing vocals than gillespie and that's i mean you've never seen anything like that so i just right. think that's yeah. just to me that's just like wild because you know uh, 
I don't know better drummers really. So it's like, it's kind of the opposite really when I think about it. My, like my favorite drummers are John Bonham, uh, Keith Moon, Dave Grohl. Uh, then it, then my favorite drummers after that are like Dave Bazan, Dave Powell, Aaron Lunsford, Joe, Aaron Gillespie, you know, Jesse Smith. Right. Like those are the best drummers I know about They're And they're just people I know, right? you know? So I think that's just really great. Cause in that, tradition what else like you know like that's like this, some of these guys are as good as you can be in the rock zone you know that's that's what i think it's really it's just weird and those are like just people that's just our friends people we know so speaking of drummers real quick when we watched Appleseed cast yeah um first of all we talked about this a little bit <clears throat> their music's crazy and even sometimes on the like I I was we were big fans of theirs early on I I loved their music but <clears throat> there are moments in the in just like a recorded album to where I get a little lost you know what I mean like it's a little too out there sometimes <clears throat> and so I don't always track with the fruity stuff too far you know what right. I mean like there's some songs that pull me in more than others or whatever but live it was like I was in it every beat of yeah. every song and the drummer was incredible. I mean, he looked, yeah. he looked funny. He kind of had like the, the per, you know, super curly red hair bouncing around. He was kind of goofball looking. He holding his sticks like halfway up the stick. Yeah. I mean, it was like half a stick sticking yeah, out. Yeah, I know. But I mean, every hit was so intentional and hard and exactly the right tempo. It felt like he did but not from a spaz, from spazzy. But I mean, it's he, a spaz. The spaz drum oh, yeah. way out of style. Like, yeah, yeah, way out. Yeah. And every every part he played, and I don't think he's the original guy, but every like part that was written for the songs is super creative and cool, and he pulled it off perfectly. And I was just totally in it. Like he was probably yeah, one of my favorite drummers the whole festival. Yeah, and um, that that whole show just like blew me away. I mean, it was, and we had seen Appleseed Cast years ago. I, know. I don't even remember when we saw him, but I didn't feel that way. The first I mean, we, do you remember I mean, spaz spaz drummers used to be a thing it was like chaotic and spastic yeah. kind of and they looked yeah. they was kind of a dorky drummer like a, mm -hmm. it was you know that yeah. kind of thing and it was really added a lot of chaos that really added to heavy music but these power drummers and these metal drummers and these practice drummers you know have really taken over it feels like it, yeah. it was crazy seeing them because we saw them probably i mean it probably was 1998 or 99 maybe maybe it's before that mm -hmm. but in charlotte and the lead singer uh, it, first of all, he had a, uh, white Jaguar, j white, like a pearl white Jaguar with a red faceplate, And I bought that same guitar because of him. I can't play it <laughs> worth a shit. I still have it. I told him that at the festival. I was like, I got a guitar that I can't play because of you, but, uh, and he had long hair and now he has a, a very white beard and he was dressed more like a construction worker and he might be. And some, on some level, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, but it was like, it was like adult men art, uh, craftsmen creating art on stage. Like the drummer was playing intricate, neat parts that were, could stand on their own, but went with the music. Mm -hmm. And so and then the guitar players. Mm -hmm. And then I think y'all were saying this, I think like mineral and Appleseed cast for me, <laughs> they both just held the audience and you couldn't, do anything until they let you like you know what i mean like both of yeah. them like they they didn't a song that but then the lead singer would still just keep playing and singing soft and you could the song wasn't over and you just had to wait until you know what i mean like it like they controlled the everything about what was going to happen and i thought that was really cool I, I mean i loved it um 
another thing that's funny, you talking about Joe and and we're talking about uh, Aaron. Uh, I couldn't stop laughing because I'd never seen Converge before, and Dave talked him up and said he loves them, you know, and all stuff. So I was like, I'm going to go watch them. I got there early, and the lead singer, I've never seen him before, lead singer for 10, 15 minutes, I guess, while everybody's setting up their instruments, I guess he didn't have anything to do, and he didn't want to just stay on the side. So, or I don't know why he was doing it, but he was just walking back and forth super intentionally hard. But then, he, you know, he he's popping his fingers. He's cracking his neck. Like, he was looking like he was just getting ready to go to war. Like, he's like, I'm getting ready to go to war. This is a fight about to happen. I get, this is, you know, blah, blah. And he went out there, you know, and it, it, it was fine. I, I wasn't, I'm just not a fan. I'm, they didn't probably, I'm sure they're not a fan of our band anyway. But I just thought, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's, I, was, I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure they're fans. I mean, sure they, like, they, they probably like walls. They know walls. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought he had to do all that like go to war and i was like but just an hour or so earlier aaron lesser played that stage and he didn't have to do any of that aaron <laughs> didn't have to pop a knuck and he and aaron actually played the drums he actually needed to pop his knuckles or stretch out or do something all that stuff i was like it's just so funny to me that like he had to do that i was like i guess because i talked to so many other bands Everybody's just a little older, maybe a hair chubbier and more relaxed and and no, they're not as image conscious and they're just having more fun. And I was like, oh, some bands are just they're going to be the same. That's all he can do. Like he can't he's he's older, but he's just that guy that was back then, too. And maybe that's cool. But to me, I was like, I mean, you don't have to do all that, I guess. I mean, you have to go to war. I was like, Aaron Lesser <laughs> didn't have to go to. Um, is that going to war? What do you like? What are you doing? You in a boxing match now or something like what? Why are you popping your knuckles and cracking your neck and and walking back and forth and staring at the crowd? And all this? I guess. That, but I mean, that's part of the show, I guess. It's like uh, a character. It felt like a character. Well, it just or felt like, what? yeah. Oh, I was or, just or like, feel immature well, or what? I what? guess that's what I would say. It felt a little immature. Like, everybody else is like, yeah, we're here. We're going to have a good time. And, and <laughs> this is who we are. And this guy's like, no. Nah. I take this so seriously that I'm I'm getting ready to fight, you know, Anthony Joshua. I don't know who did Tyson Fury or something. I mean, I I just thought like, right, is that really you? Like, right. does he have to do that before he goes into his? You didn't job? find it authentic. Yeah, it did. and it's, I guess part of it was that's all I ever heard about was Converge and these bands were super authentic and this was real music and they're saying stuff that is super important. I was like, ah, I guess it's just a show too. It's just a show. Same as yeah. me. I'm a, I'm a goofball show. That's what I'm saying. I'm a clown. Uh, you know, I, I get it. I mean, I've, I've fucked up way more than their band did. Their band's good musicians, and he's a good <laughs> screamer. Also. But I just, I was like, you have to walk around the back like like, like all that. Like, what just are you too doing? serious. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, it, I don't know. It just, it, it felt like, you're older, aren't you? You're older. <laughs> well, there, there's another guy that's kind of similar to that, but I actually love him. And his name is James from 18 Visions. Oh, yeah. hero. He's a god. He, no, he's he is amazing. A god. Here's the thing. I used to think it was a little cheesy and over the top and kind of silly, you know, back. Yeah. We toured with him in 04, 18 Visions, Remembering Never, Misery Signals. We were by far the lightest band. I mean, by far. I think yeah. it was right after 18 Visions released. I don't know the names of their albums, but it sounded like STP. They just released an album that was a little bit more mainstream sounding and so they're trying to get a band that's a little bit less heavy to help them out so 
but you know, it was always a show. I mean, he was a rock star. He was that guy. Yeah. And, um, but he was kind of the same still. I mean, we talked to him outside of the show and he was real nice and everything. Um, but during the show, he is that guy, but it was so cool. I don't know exactly why, but he was just so cool. And there was this one thing that we talked about that he did. He was, you know, kind of dancing. They were playing this heavy part on stage and the crowd was going pretty crazy for him. And there was this guy up on top of the crowd near the front. And James goes up there and he acts like he's going to scream or do something. And he just kind of, he rushes towards them and then backs away and just lofts the mic up. It almost felt like slow motion. Yeah. He just and then the, the guy in the crowd just grabs it, it, instantly screams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and James just turns around, doesn't even look, see if the guy called yeah. it or not. And it was like, at it's that moment, I was thing. like, yeah. what? It was cool. How did he do yeah. that? I mean, it was like it was a pile iconic. started of people. And then a person climbed on that pile on the very top. And he walked out there and then just nonchalantly tossed it and walked away as if it were a Michael Bay movie. And it was explosion. <laughs> right, right, right. He did not. It was nothing. Exactly. It was just. Right. And he was just like he and he's just a a hairdresser that does not play in a band normally. And <laughs> right, he right. just can rise to that. And he was just I mean, I, I think he was the highest level of like ro- like real rock star when he's in well, his yeah. element. I don't know if I've seen any higher. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But I thought he still there was an, a little bit of maturity. Like he doesn't wear eye makeup anymore. It doesn't look right. Like, right. Or, and, you know, he's, he's not super huge buff i mean he's in great shape but he's not oh, like he's just steroided out or i don't know if he ever did steroid but i'm saying big puffy chest and all stuff but i mean i just thought he put on a a good show i'm, I'm not yeah, even saying the yeah. converge guy didn't but i'm just saying the beforehand i was like what this is all like i guess the big thing for me was i thought there were certain bands that were not just a band it's supposed to meant something and the lyrics are deeper and it's against the uh you know the establishment and all this stuff and then i guess oh yeah it's just a show it's just a yeah. show as well. Who's I'm the highest confidence though? Who's the highest confidence person with that when they're delivering to the crowd that they know that they are it? Who's the most? Because James is way up there, right? Who's higher than James at confidence as that front man when they're in their element? Hmm. I mean, I thought Minerals lead singer felt that way. Like it to me, it felt like he was he felt like he didn't give a shit about anybody. But <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, that's not the same as like he wasn't like dancing around the stage and being, you know, I mean, Mark Solomon was really, he's pretty confident. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mark Solomon. Solomon he was Mark- extremely confident. I'm, I mean, it's one of the yeah. most confident performances I've ever seen. Mark Solomon. I mean, and he would make like goofy, funny faces and then he'd be right back. I mean, I was like, there were times uh, where yeah. I was laughing at what he was doing to be funny. And then he was serious. I mean, everything about it was just, I was like, Whoa, he's, he really did command it. I mean, that whole band was at that moment was him. I was just so far. I couldn't, couldn't take my eyes off of him. I, mean, I really couldn't. Is he? Uh, is he the? Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was gonna say Dave from May. <laughs> Dave is a very solid uh, front man. I'm, he, I'm, he I'm, I, I, I'm saying he, 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 I'm not though. saying he's not good. That's just I thought you know, eighteen visions, <laughs> yeah, mineral. like a softer band. I mean, uh, what's his face from? He is legends. Seems pretty calm. Yeah, Tyler is anywhere, anywhere a moo or something. He basically wore he a dress. dress. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's very confident. Who was Mark Solomon? Is is he is he the most tenured at the festival? Probably more than yeah, Bruce from probably. Living Sacrifice. More than Jeremy Bruce. Enoch. More than Jeremy, Jeremy Enoch, Enoch, though, right? Well, I mean, mid nineties. When, when was Mark, the crucified? I mean, I mean, mid nineties. 
No, it was. I thought it was like no, late early 90s. 90s. Yeah, Living Sacrifice is eighty eight nine. So yeah. so Bruce yeah. and yeah. Bruce Solomon are probably 80s. pretty close. Yeah. yeah, they go close to the eighties. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, our our film crew got a great slow mo of Bruce rocking out with his guitar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't wait for people to see that. Bruce, he looks twenty eight years old. Oh yeah, he looks great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's I agree. incredible. It was great. I see uh, in Nashville when I lived in East Nashville and he lived over there. I just see him out at bars and it just blow my mind every time yeah, I'd be out and he was out and I'd be like, you just, you fit in at this bar perfectly. Right. Probably pick <laughs> up a girl if you want it. I mean, it's just awesome. Okay. Yeah, how about this one? Cool. You know, as much as you like the joke, you have to give under oath big time for hitting, like nailing the whole thing there. Oh, the yeah. production oh, was man. great. That that's the loudest, best I've ever heard them. It was killer. sound. I know, like the mix and the uh, the amount of volume coming off and how tight it was and punchy and the production matching everything with the music. And they played "Sun Still Sleeps" and all, all you know on a festival. Just showed up for a one off festival and did that. That was right, like the, yeah. you know what I mean, like that. And and it was and they played new stuff and old stuff, but it was I mean it was super it was different than that shed stage. I mean, it was, it was definitely, it's a commercial enterprise, but they've taken the whole scene. They've taken that whole festival and put it in a package that can just go all the way to the next level. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. got all of our values and all of our stuff from everybody there mixed into them. And then they can be on the, the highest level of, you know, of whatever it is, you know, that commercial kind of thing. So I think yeah, that's I pretty, it, I, yeah, I pretty cool. Great. Despite what you think, if people think about the yeah. new album or being more commercial, they definitely sounding, they stepped you know. up big time. I mean, Spencer, man, he's a really good front man. I mean, yeah, Gillespie yeah. is killer, and Tim obviously is great. Everybody's great. I mean, there's guys who are obviously role players, and you know, every we we know all of them really well. James and Chris and Grant, all those guys are great. But you know, they got those three guys that are just like wow. Those guys are performers, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, that was, that yeah. was impressive. Yeah, Gillespie's just a world class drummer. I mean, he's a great singer too. But I mean, he's yeah. it, just, I mean, it's it's really neat. And then, yeah, Spencer's a great front man, and the, the the other guys are are just awesome. I mean, the production was great. I actually thought the one of the songs that the they did one or two from Erase Me, and I thought mm-hmm. those went really well in the live setting. Like yeah. that that one's whatever, but live i was like oh that that works really good it made really sense it made more sense live yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure and it was so funny that that uh girl that was standing in front of us with her boyfriend and she was just dancing all crazy it was like elaine boozler <laughs> i was like this is so wild because i don't know who it was but i promise she was dancing just like Everybody that and i was like that. she didn't give a shit <laughs> elaine who <laughs> Isn't that her name? What's her name? Elaine. Yeah, from Shortest <laughs> Attention Spans Theater on Comedy Central in 1992. You know, Elaine Boosler. What's Elaine from? Bennis. Bennis. Sorry. I got to take you on word like- on Under Earth. I was sitting in my hotel bed eating Crystal Burger while they were on stage. Oh, God. <laughs> it was good. It was great. No, it was good. The production was good. It was loud and good. And I mean, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, I didn't get to see Taking Back Sunday play. We played with them in Tampa. Um, who else? I mean, all the hardcore bands just it. It was funny because it was like that uh, plug your whole stage. It was just always you'd walk over there. And it was just oh, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. It was just over and over. Just uh, like uh, intense. Was that like, was a ritual sacrifice. Stage. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's all it was. It was just where you do the, the dark. The dark, heavy, and everybody does is in a trance of ritual darkness. I mean, but it's all positive. 
You know, it's nothing bad. It's just if it right. were an ancient culture, that is what would be the soundtrack to the sacrifice if they had to make one. But this was all positive. <laughs> I mean, when I heard Zayo in that in the shed in the plug your hole stage, I I mean it was unbelievable. Just a massive wall of sound, and it was just pure evil. I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pure it awesome. evil. And I, I was know. just thinking, like, how could you not be a forty-five-year-old mom, and your son or daughter says, "I'm listening to this in my room with the door it's closed." Christian music, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, how could you not think that was just the devil? But I mean, hey, obvi- you can't believe they could generate that. Like, how can it's the same amps as a Marshall and a fucking you know drums or a twenty-two yeah. inch? I mean, what is it? Is you just hit them and you strum it and so like, what is it? A drop D? Or it's a drop C? Okay, whatever. How do you make it that? I don't know. Evil. <laughs> I mean, it's just horror movie. It's just constant horror movie, and just unreal. Oh, I know. I don't know. I mean, it's just so, but Dan's scream is like, that's what, yeah. I mean, Zayo is the band that helped me understand scream. Cause I think his scream is the most like melodic singing syrupy scream. Like it's just the most, uh, digestible almost in a way, even though it sounds evil, it sounds like a demon, it sounds like a yeah. demon, but I mean, it really, it, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's unreal. He, and he's he not even the original screamer. A- that's what's yeah, crazy. The first guy was Sean Jones. That he was pretty brutal too, but on the first yeah. record. But uh Dan told me at catering that he when he's doing this screaming, he thinks of as uh that the sound's coming out of his chest right here, and he's thinking of it as a big smiley mouth that opens from his chest, and that's where the sound comes from. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. I, th- I think it's funny hearing y'all talk about all the people y'all talk to at catering and all these people you toured with. I probably toured with 15% of that festival over the years and I talked to maybe three bands the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a lot of bands and people from those bands that I recognize that I spent months on the road with. And I just like avoided them. Avoided. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I figured they probably don't remember me, whatever, but I definitely knew who they were. So it might be fair to think that they would also remember, but maybe not. I don't know how that works, I guess, but. Matt has a little I bit more that, connection with labeled and stuff like that too. Yeah, that's true. I, but. I think that the um, bands that were less uh, that didn't, you know, it's interesting that there's the secular and Christian part of it because the bands that didn't have as much of the spiritual layer, a taking back Sunday or Thursday, you don't, it doesn't connect as much, but it's not because they're not good bands or anything, you right. know, but there's not as many layers working together to make those performances as special, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and, and so it's like, I thought that was kind of interesting about it because it's such a, uh, you know, the Christian, it, the Christian part of it really does matter in the end. That's like what made it extra strong. in, in some sense, that's, yeah. that's weird, you know? So the, uh, I was also thinking Andrew, who cares and me without who, <laughs> i mean if me and you had played it would have been pretty pretty crazy i think i mean i think i mean even though they're still a band but since oh god it would have been since crazy. they're going it would have been, been really been been big. close to the end they would have had to play plug your holes oh, where right. was their spot they 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 know where um, it would have been, been a, it didn't get announced but oh it, it would have been 7 30 or 8 like yeah it would have been a beloved like spot it'd be like eight o'clock on the plug your holes and it would have been 
really been, wild. Oh, man. I mean, it would have been insane. Were they going to play an album uh, like as any certain thing? I or I, I don't think it was ever said. I don't think they so. were doing. Yeah. And then I was trying to picture this too. Copeland wasn't there. What yeah, would that right. have said? It'd have been on the emo stage, so it'd have been like the Jeremy Enoch type of yeah. thing. But I bet that could have been pretty special. Yeah, because yeah, they so were going to play beneath the medicine tree, right? Oh God, oh, that would have oh, been yeah. that was I'd a big one. That was crazy. That was a Maybe big next one for year us. On that yeah. one. All right, folks, you're listening to Temporary High, the newest single from Empty. This is the first single off their new record, Made of Fire, which comes out via Solid State Records on October 22nd. Made of Fire is their second album on Solid State, and uh, the follow-up to 2019's Hope and All the Loss of It. I'm liking this band. They're pretty awesome, actually. Empty uh, will be touring throughout the fall, so go follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and anywhere else to see if they're playing near you. And go follow them on Spotify so you don't miss any of the new music coming out. Made of Fire comes out October 22nd. Pre-order it now. It was, so for me, I've just been, you know, we talked about on this podcast, just realizing like my codependency and my need to make people happy. And, and I just was like, I'm just going to see if I can just be Toby here and not worry about other people and, and and it felt wrong in some ways like i felt like i should talk more do more do you know i mean there's a bunch of bad christian people there a bunch of emory fans there I, you know i would take pictures with people i tried to be as nice as i could but you know i did you know i drank and did drugs and shit <laughs> <laughs> and so i was in a zone and it really felt good like i didn't feel like i was i, I Cause I feel guilty if I don't, uh, give to people in a way. And I know they don't even realize I'm giving to them. It's not, I'm not talking about them. People are not even asking anything, but I just naturally feel like I got to give, I got to give or something, some of myself. And I just think because of that, I was just so, I got to really just be there. Like, I felt like I went to a music festival. I saw some people I knew and I was glad to see them take pictures of fans, all that stuff, you know, and I'm so, so appreciative of those folks. But I just felt like I got to go to a music festival and enjoy it. And I just was yeah. so happy about that. Like, I just, I felt, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody felt like they were really respect from the bands to the fans. Everybody felt like they were really respectful of everything. Like, I know, I'm sure there was some shit that went down, you know, there's always is, but I just thought, man, everybody just feels really nice and kind and nobody's, you know, people try to come up and buy me beers or, you know, whatever they saw me or whatever. But I just was like, yeah, I Fuck. just. I know. <laughs> I was. I've been describing it this way: is 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 basically a cornerstone without the hippies. Just yeah. Con- concentrated yeah. everything about cornerstone, but without the expansive hippiness and camping and all that. It's just a very concentrated version of that. Right. You right. know, just take taking just like it's not the main stage, it's a mile away across the lake, and then you know, but that was the culture it came out of. But this is like recreate. It's, it's by far the closest thing to it you know that kind of experience but it was more condensed even so i think it's pretty efficiently done in that way so it was the but it was a um it's one of those immersive environments when when you're there it's everything like you're at it was you were at camp you went to summer camp it is adult summer camp it was three days in an immersive environment that was cohesive it made sense at pretty much every level and you spent time you know what i mean it's like being at disneyland is similar to that but it was a full environment and as far as environments go is one of the highest trust 
respectful environments I've ever been in. Have uh-huh. you ever been around 10,000 people where people weren't doing, trying to do bad shit? I know. Like fuck with stuff or get away with stuff. It wasn't, you know, you didn't, right. it was, you know, just, and there was very low security. It wasn't policing. You had to control everybody. And there was a ton of real activity there that was like forward activity. I don't know how to describe it. What did you say earlier? Relevant maybe, but it was, they had, um, like I saw these drone cameras and I saw these people doing this stuff on stick. And there was these film crews. There was, there was stuff happening. There was like those times when new energy was yeah. there. So it was just without a doubt, it felt like a, a developing thing. And then everybody sounded so good. You know, I'm just now trying to get a grip on it, but it was like, yeah, I can't think of a more positive situation where I've seen 10,000 people interact stably. Yeah, basically. I, I th- you think COVID had something to do with it? Like everybody had been waiting on yes. this for even for extra sure. long. Like it got announced and then it had to be pushed back a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it would have been huge last year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just think everybody was just like appreciative. It felt like the bands, gratitude, everybody was yeah. just really, yeah, gratitude, appreciative, just thankful like oh man we got to do this this is just so great i mean i just yeah i felt that way about everything i, I really did it was so good seeing i mean I, it was just great seeing bands and hanging out and talking to people and you know and also oh, like how I about said, this though on my own. think about this like when you say cornerstone which is just every i mean cornerstone might be the most single thing to thank for our scene that we call the scene that's you know cr- related to spirituality at least yeah which i think is a really important ingredient but Think about how how post Christian this festival is compared to Cornerstone. Like right. you, like you said, we were doing drugs and drinking, not just without. I mean, you know, it was right. It was part of the festival almost. It right. was like it was just. It was a totally post. I, I would could describe it as a post Christian environment. I know people always resist when I say that, but this is just even more of what that means to me. It's like all the spiritual stuff is there and it matters, and it was there the whole time. Back in 2002, you were thinking, oh, these are just dumb kids doing dumb shit, you know, but eventually we'll need to be worship leaders and do the church work, like the real stuff. But it was there the whole time. That is the that is the healthy expression kind of thing. And now it's not it's not attached to the as much dogma and all that kind of stuff. So it's like you can drink, you can hang out and it's just all that stuff. And it's of course, it's all the people that share the same Christian worldview or came from that but everybody's way more relaxed. Yeah. So it's awesome. I think from seeing uh, plug your whole stage, it made me, that, that stage made me think a lot about the tents at Cornerstone. You remember like, remember when we saw Zayo under the tent at Cornerstone, he poured blood on him or looked like blood. Probably was real blood. And, uh, it just went (laughs) to his It was real blood. He started screaming or something like that. But, uh, it made me think that for sure Cornerstone, the thing that it had that is, the best is those generator stages. Like I just was thinking yeah. like the plug your whole stage felt like that, like a little more raw. Like if you could see under oath on a generator stage, you would think it's better. <laughs> you would think it's better than all the production they could ever get. You know Absolutely. that if you, you were know, one of those you, people you, in the inner ring. You, oh my God. If you, if you knew like, like if you were walking around a festival and you heard, you know, what take my son to anybody, us, Zayo, anybody that they were going to play a generator stage. I think I saw me without you on a generator stage. I think yeah, they, I they played. That. I think they I did. saw that. And I saw I was like, Blindside. From oh yeah, I saw Blindside. Yeah, and uh, and I was just like, and everybody that went to Cornerstone, that's what they remember the most. They don't remember the main stage. They might have said, "Yeah, no. I saw that band on main stage," but it didn't matter. We played main, main stage. Main stage sucks. I know oh, it's it, awful. It, it's silly. Oh. I was thinking. It, um, I was thinking for sure, like 
uh, a festival with some generator stages where you didn't know and you had to like maybe you scanned your pass and you know it was a QR code and you, you found out that oh wait oh my god if we can get over there right now under oath playing they're gonna play four songs on a generator on the ground they, yep. I mean they would love it and everybody would fucking flip out I mean less right. is more like I'm learning that now like I mean the production is great don't get me wrong I mean you want to go see a band and see some good production I get it but like there could be something there in the future too with that. Like I was just thinking, man, that's just so memorable. Like you have the stage. I'm thinking, yeah, because it seems like the raw stuff is better. Like raw is one way to describe it. Like it's not, you know, it's it, it's a little more grunge like, right. but even you know, it's just raw. The more raw stuff is going to be more interesting at this point because the mainstream is so, you know, commercialization and polish and celebrity yeah. are so out, right? Like we're uh, like we're in a new right. we're in a new cultural swing back. I don't know exactly how it relates to grunge, but it's it feels similar to me. But you know, the polish, like the journalist and the guy that talks on the news and the, right. the experts and the whatever, it's like, well, we're just looking for more raw stuff. Yeah, if you saw, well, imagine if you were walking and you saw Jeremy in it with like a little upright piano and his acoustic guitar, yeah. just. And, and, and there's a circle around him and everybody's being as quiet as possible to listen to him. You would That's just cool. be in shock. You know, you would oh, not yeah. forget that ever. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, well, you're right. Like we were moving into a time where like, well, yeah, but I just want to hear the band. The music is the thing, you know, like we, it, we've gotten into where you, you need more and more and more. You need the lights and the videos and all that stuff. You know, I want it too. And, and sometimes it is great, but I'm just saying there is something there of like, Oh my God, when you used to, cause yeah. that plug, your whole stage felt, you know, I mean, like it, 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 it just felt like, oh, I'm watching this band and it's just we're all here as tight as you can yeah. be. You yeah. might not even watch it. If you don't get there early, you can't even see it. It's you want my most grandiose, you want my most grandiose thought of the that I can attach it to in music is that sure. um, like if you take a small if you take a an arc from John Bonham on drums or Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath or something like that, yeah. and you keep increasing that energy you wind up at the at the total peak of that probably is August Burns Red. Well, you get the loudest, heaviest, perfect, yeah. you know, like the whatever. Like it, everything gets all the way until it's just the most it can possibly be. And then it's, you know, you swing back right around that same time. So in some sense, we're going into this digital age or whatever. It's almost that this is, <laughs> this is the wildest way I could say it. It's almost like we're now experiencing the end of rock in a way. But yeah. it's like the very end of that whole trend of it or something. I'm not saying rock is dead or something like that. But in a way, you know, as we go to a new the new age and stuff like that, that whole rock experiment, it's almost as if somebody like August Burns Red is one of the final acts before the next chapter of you know humanity and music history. So it's almost Shit. if you go all the Matt's way through still rock. Doing drugs. Yeah, no, seriously, because <laughs> I mean. You know, if you go through music history, Devin and I did music history in college. You know, it starts at the whatever is this and that. Uh, they keep pushing these boundaries, and it goes all the way through. And eventually, there's jazz and blues, and then there's rock, and then there's an end of that. I mean, and the last bands in that era, this is what it like that loudest, heaviest you can ever be. That's what you're witnessing when you're watching Terror or whoever it is, the hardcore turnstile, whatever it is, the hardcore bands that are doing the breakdowns, the heaviest. August Burns Red. When you push it all the way there, it is the the end. It's the final. It's as far as you can go with that whole project, which is a big part of you know music history. So it's like people you know are like here. Uh, 
you know, ringing in the final bells of the this whole part of this whole chapter of loud, aggressive music. Isn't that kind of neat? Because you can't really do I, more. I don't know if I agree, though. Like that, like you just <laughs> said, like, well, Turnstile, I mean, he sings a lot and they're doing a lot of stuff. I, I almost wonder, could rock make a resurgence right now? I was thinking maybe it, it might could. I'm, I'm saying I think you're right, maybe. But what if it's not right now? What if it's, you know, another 20, 30 years? But I, I think but there I, could be a resurgence here because I just feel like there's so much angst. And, but I just uh, mean heavy right heaviness, now. especially like heaviness and loudness. What? Yeah, I mean, it might not, maybe there won't be as many breakdowns. But like, I listened to Turnstile because I was watching the the videos from you know, we all wasn't there on Sunday, and I was like, "Whoa, this band's cool! Like, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, he's doing a lot of singing in that, but there is some screaming here. But it's it's something different, and people yeah. are recognizing it. It means something. And I'm wondering, I don't know. I I just have had a feeling for a while that there had to be some kind of like, okay, think about it this way. Did I call that AMC would go to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> I might you be on something here with the rock music. I think it could be coming back. I mean, how about this? Emory's about as big as we've ever been, if not bigger. It's crazy. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. there's some, I mean, people are longing for it now. It's we're exciting an older, times. We're an older band, so we just we're reaping the benefits of people wanting it. But I mean, I think there's new bands coming that's gonna be like, I think you might hear some weird next uh neo grunge thing coming or something i, hope so. I, I, I don't know i just i feel like it'll have to put my point though on that is just that at least it'll have to be more raw it can't be louder heavier than oh ADR. right right right. yeah like yeah. There, there's a wall that's been hit yeah, there there's, well, that, so now there's yes. a time to explore the raw is my point well, well that's but what i'm saying what well, your point is, i'm agreeing with you because it's basically like hair metal and then all of a sudden grunge came it was raw yeah. it wasn't any of that flashy you know tight pants right. and all that stuff and hair and all that and it, and it just killed it i mean it killed it grunge killed it yeah, completely. We're so in that time of rawness being exciting, at least again. Oh, so yeah. that'll be a swing away from the optimized heavy music. But it's also just cool to look at music history and think, I mean, that, you know, it just sounds crazy. But this is part of music history, right? Yeah. Like there's the Grateful Dead. There's Cornerstone. There's, you know, those are parts of music history. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Western jazz. And they were in the swing clubs and the kids would go out and, you know, that, that's your music history. This is it. And that was so wild. Yeah. Did anything really funny? Joe and Aaron Lunsford, you know, are the are in music history now. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all have any funny memories or anything funny happen? Any awkward situation? I was trying to remember, but nothing really. I don't think for me. No. Um, I was trying to think of a weird interaction with somebody or something that happened, but really wasn't. None, none of that no. stuff. Uh, well, the only one was I, I think I'm pretty sure Hunter from Mad City's Burn called me Josh. He did. <laughs> <laughs> hunter is so such a character man he he's there's something about him he's got like a vibe that he does not care about who you are or what you do but he's just kind of chill and just like whatever all right man i'm here i guess yeah but um i was gonna ask you it's funny seeing him at beloved yeah he was he was awesome he was in it yeah so what do you guys think now since they announced next year's Furnace Fest? What what are your thoughts? Who do you think they'll get? What what's the some thoughts there? I made a huge list of bands I think that they might get. You want to hear it? Yeah. Sure. Yep. Okay. I said thrice. Yeah, that's number yep. one. That's the uh, first one I thought of. I said my chemical romance, but that's probably too big, you think? Uh that's pretty big. It's worth a try. Yeah. I thought about Avenge Sevenfold. <laughs> <laughs> oh sleeper of course right i think they'll be there next year yeah yeah uh this one was just a personal to the next next 
three are personal. I thought the agony scene, I'd love to see them live. Um, 238, we talked about oh, that. Oh, man. No, I don't know. I don't know. Dream. I don't know if we could. I was saying uh, Branston. Branston. Ooh, Branston. I wish Branston. that would be cool. That I think would about them every time uh, Justin Timberlake, Cry Me River comes on. Oh, yeah. Because they <laughs> yeah. used to cover it. We did a oh, tour with them. We did tour with them. I loved Branston before we toured with them. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was so cool that we got and to then, tour with them. But then when you toured with them, what? Uh, no, they were cool. They oh, were, they nice were cool. Yeah, oh, I thought you were. were nice. You know the you know the last time we played with Beloved, it was Branson, Beloved, Emory in that order on Cornerstone, wow. North Carolina. Those were the three Shit. bands on that stage, uh, and that showdown crazy. played earlier that day. <clears throat> yeah, the showdown was one I was thinking about at like noon. Um, I thought yeah, the showdown should be there. Yeah, I thought uh, Sunny Day Real Estate a reunion. Yeah, wow. that would be wild. So who's the reunion? Pedro, yeah, yeah, reunion bands is kind of where you need to put yep, your head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pedro the Lion. Uh, I was thinking him. Pedro said the yeah. tape is on, but maybe Pedro came. And you uh, still can get me without you and Copeland back, which would be powerful. Yeah. I thought about Tegan and Sarah. I thought uh, Chiotis. I thought that people <laughs> used to like them. Paramore. Paramore. Uh, I got Paramore them. Paramore would be a headliner. I, I thought Gym Class Heroes might be fun. Uh, Acceptance, Sayosin. I thought uh, Refused. Oh, they can do refuse. That, that would work. That would work. I actually me. thought people might would think it's fun if it was Hawthorne Heights, and I would like it because it'd be fun to hang out with them because we're we're buddies. I mean, they're definitely guys. in that genre. Yeah, and I just thought Ohio's for lovers. People would love to hear that. Um, I bet. Like, think about uh, Hawthorne Heights in the Plug Your Hole stage. I was like, they probably would, that'd probably be pretty fun for them. And the, I bet everybody would, would like, like cut up. Everybody would go silly and feel good. That'd yeah. be a real yeah. feel good. Well, every right. person there, good, yeah. they'd be singing the heart out the words like an emo night. to their yeah. song. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, Shirley Silverstein, cool. right? Yep, I said Silverstein. Uh, say anything. I thought that would Ooh, be a good, oh, yeah, be good awesome, one. Yeah. Then of course, me without you and Copeland. Um, I thought the Alkaline Trio, uh, Yellow Card, I thought would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Dashboard Confessional, I thought that'd Ooh. be a real good one from first to last. How about at the drive-in? And then yeah, uh, what wow. was the what was the offshoot band mm-hmm. at the drive-in? I'd love to see that. Sparta. 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 Oh, God. Or Mar- Sparta, Mar- I like Volta. way better than Sparta. Mar- yeah, I do, too. I do, too. I love Sparta. I love Sparta. Um, Funeral for a Friend. Remember that Brit- English, yep. British band? They were yep. pretty popular. Newfound Glory. The starting Ooh. line. What about Still, Dead Poetic? Dead Poetic could be cool if they would get back Yeah, Dead Poetic. I think people would it. like that. Um, I one. said Silverstein, Death Cab for Cutie, but they're probably too big. But I just thought that would be one. Uh, the used Finch, <laughs> say red, red jumpsuit apparatus, just because it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny to see Ronnie around. Uh, American football and the Get Up Kids. I thought all oh, this would be good. And then yep, there's Get Up Kids played. played last night. Oh, they did. They were the closer yeah. last night at the. Oh, after, I didn't know I think that. They after Juliana Theory. Yeah, Heart oh, Sports shit. Stage. Oh, I didn't know that. Fuck, man, what a good that Heart Sports Stage did really good. With bands, it, uh, they, whoever set up that, and then I had I had two dangerous bands that they could possibly go for, which would be, uh, as I lay dying. Oh, wait, <laughs> three, three three dangerous bands as I lay dying because you, I mean, you know, who knows what might happen if they if their set doesn't go good. What what will he do? Maybe yep. things have changed. I, I hope to God they have. Oh, uh, what about brand new? Oh, man. I don't know if you could get, you know, and then saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the dangerous wow. bands. There's three dangerous bands that might, I don't know. I what think would they'll happen. probably steer clear of them. Don't know what would happen. Might I, <laughs> might I submit? Might I submit along the lines of having some real fucking fun? Reggie in the full effect making appearance. Oh, oh God, man, wouldn't that, that be something? <laughs> yeah. God, I would love that. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It with that uh heart support stage, you can have some bands that people really care about and really kind of bring some cred to the fest. And you know, there was plenty of people at everybody said. I mean you I'm thinking since we were watching in the hotel room family feud, I'm thinking you need a show called Furnace Fest Feud, where it's like name the top three bands or a breakdown, whatever it is. There's a, oh, face to face, whatever it is. Now, can you imagine? Now, this is more personal because we saw them. If they got self-minded, oh, I, oh, yeah. I wrote that one down. But somebody I was like, said X Toll. I mean, bring X Toll. Oh yeah, X Toll. I mean, self-minded wasn't big at all. But when we saw them, it was unbelievable. Yeah, and there's and then you know the biggest hole in my opinion that you have room to make a special moment with is some outfit that would involve Josh Scoggin. There's multiple yeah. choices oh, yeah. there, yeah. but he wasn't there. Um, 68 would be great, but there's, you know, there's gotta be some other possibilities. If you did the chariot, he's not chariot. Wanted to do, if he did the he chariot, do it, I know, but he if he like did that. for some reason, it would he be, said, he doesn't go believe in reunion massive. stuff. He says anybody's, he doesn't believe anybody's in mind stuff. can be changed. What if him? Cause, uh, no original member is in Norma Jean anymore. Right. So yeah. what if, all the old members just showed up and was played like Norma Jean cover band of Norma Jean. Right. <laughs> Josh Goggin yeah. did a cover band of Norma Jean. That would be wild. Well, maybe that would just be Ludacris covering Norma Jean then. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ludacris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now the question is, I, I, they're doing Furnace Fest. Part of me thinks we saw Scotty Ender. Oh, I think yeah, I saw them. Part of me thinks I would go hang out, but I don't know if I'd want to do it without one of them yellow artist wristbands. Oh, oh yeah! Like you yeah. wouldn't want to just go, would you? I don't know. It, well, I I will say this: because I got to go backstage and stuff like that, I did get benefit of some more shade, some yeah, relaxing yeah. stuff. I could go backstage See and chill people. out a little bit, right? You know, I could, yeah. you know. So, uh, but I mean, if I was just a, uh, you know, if nobody, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I had a really good time. I don't know if I could go for the whole thing, just energy wise, but we had I mean, a really good time in the VIP tent. I'll give you the real answer there. Everything we've talked about this whole podcast episode all goes out the window. If I have to have peasant point of view, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was right. trash. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, you're right. Do you think I only mean it. I only oh, mean right. it that I'm a very special person in that environment. Who all the bit? That's all I meant by the whole. That's the only thing that's good about it. I mean, I did have that thought multiple times looking around. What are y'all doing here? <laughs> are you out no, of your no, mind? No peasant. That wouldn't be fun. No, Do you, you think crazy? they are going to actively avoid getting the same bands? Uh, I think what some of the bands, they would what just percentage will be repeat, do you think? There has to be a percentage repeat. Some, yeah. yeah. Not 50%. You think 50%? Maybe not the headliners again? Like maybe I think Under you can repeat line, 50%. I think, think you 50%? can repeat 50%. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I you think can all the bands would want to come back. Well, for some of them, it could be like a yearly pilgrimage. Say, Stave Sacker, they never play. Right, right, right. right. And maybe right. they just play Furnace Fest every year. Right. And I was thinking it would be awesome. I was thinking it would be so much bigger if it was every four years, like or five years, or oh, whatever, like right. the Olympics. Right. Yeah, that it would be even more cool if that if that was the case. But even every year, it could be. I mean, it's not like there's not twice as many bands as were there that belong there. Really, I mean, you could probably come up with another, maybe double that, but it's not like infinite. And of, it's just so crazy how you can stack it up. So if you can stack up the value. I guess it wouldn't be as special every year, though, you know? Like, if the Bled plays every year and ACB, what are you going to play the same album again next year? I definitely won't be playing. 
done. But if you yeah. can come up with something special, it's like, I think it's going to, I really feel at this point that there is a scene and that it has to do with nostalgia. And there's a part of it that's fresh and there's a part of it that's like casino circuit. But all those things are mixing together in a new way. And then there's digital content. But nonetheless, I feel like the whole scene now is solid. And it will exist probably for the rest of our lives yeah. is what you can take away from this. And it's full of narratives and it almost feels like the NFL, like what's the story with, how does this turn out for this band? You know? Yeah. So, you know, there's like intersecting narratives all over the place and it's what, who can come up with a new story, like who could play a new album or make a new special thing, what special things can be created. And then that'll be the stories and the narratives kind of, but the, there's interest in these characters. I mean, you're interested in what happens next with some of these people, you know what I mean? How so, much would you have to pay Weezer to come play? Pink it's not Pink that far shit. off. It's not that um, far I mean, off. how much be you, the, would you have to pay? I mean, you'd have to pay them 150, 150, oh, quarter million, maybe. I think 500,000. It would be between 100 and 500. It'd be worth it. Would be that, that would be, be that unbelievable. That. that would just be unbelievable. Be then at that point, it. I don't even know if you can sell enough tickets at that place. Yeah, maybe not. Have, it probably right, doesn't make right. sense. But the point is that our, you know, our world isn't that far off from that whole thing. Like it's like grunge, right. like Toad the Wet Sprocket does a this and that. And then it's the kind of same kind of stuff that the get up kids and us will be are doing. Like right. it's like uh the Rolling Stones still play. I mean, you know, it, it you know, there's XM stations called whatever it is, like 60s, 70s, 80s, this and that, the you know, metal you know, whatever, you know, it's it's like emo's a emo's a thing hardcore is a real part of music history i don't know i can't get over that 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 way but it just is but it's not a huge community either so the about you know it's like a highly valuable thing and it's a relatively small community so it just feels and it feels you know like it's it's a established thing that's going to continue in whatever way is my people are invested in it and i mean stuff you have is funny i was uh saw a, a video i hadn't talked to this guy i just barely talked to him i don't really even know him that well but he's a he's a cool dude he's a decently successful country artist his name's tyler rich and uh oh shit what was the name of the band from sacramento that toured with us they're real young you know what i'm talking from, about from indian lakes you know oh. they had the lead singer that sang good but he quit or something and you know they were on tour i think it was when andy was with the Devin probably don't remember matt will probably remember in a little while um cool guys but anyway they introduced me to tyler and uh when i was living in nashville but i texted him, i was like oh man you should have gone i said i saw a video about you a new song you had or whatever coming out and i said you should have uh gone down to birmingham he lives in nashville and saw that he said i was there and he sent a picture of it and he had bought an emory shirt <laughs> and i was like you didn't say it. you know we didn't talk to each other and we were just talking back and forth he's like well you know he said you know what's crazy he said uh my friend matt he does uh, these really funny videos online. If you hadn't seen it, you got to see it. It's called like Emo's Dead or something like that. He said, <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> his friend, he's like, you got to see it. He said he recommended something. I should buy a shirt of y'all's or that, you know, make sure you see Emory or something. I was like, that's so crazy. Like, it, it is a small world. Like, Matt Cutshaw is in our world. Like, he's doing these funny videos, and it's not the the scene, but it is. So, that like, it, it, it's He small, recommended – us to Matt Cutshaw recommended that, us to a big country to, artist to Tyler. Yeah, he was just talking saying? to us or something like that. He was talking. They were talking about us or whatever. But I was just saying uh, the bigger thing there was I was like, oh yeah, I said yeah, I don't know Matt Cutshaw, but I, I was thinking along the lines of what you were saying, maybe 
what has happened is over, but the next thing is right. We're right near it. And right it, there. it might yeah, still be, so. it might even could still be heavy music or rock music or something, but there's, there's more to it. Like Matt Cutshaw is important to the scene now. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He is. It's just, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool. Like it's broadening and there's new technology and stuff that's making it interesting. But I just, I mean, I just, I, I feel that the next. whole last 10 years have been like the dark times. Like they just have been really tough for, you know, the last yeah. 10 years, it was, it was hard. And so now it's not that there's a new scene that's going to blow up with new kids and we're going to be popular. Yeah. With the kids. It's not that, but it's that, um, this, it's that everything the last 10 years has been isolated and echo chambery. And now things are overlapping again. And so right. the boundaries matter. The, the stuff in between the songs matters. The raw stuff matters. Who o- relates to who and affiliates together. Like there's overlap. It's been echo chambers online has been the world we've been yeah. sucked into since the iPhone came out. And now it's coming. There's another side to it. That's at least possible where it's, a, a you know, there's a pendulum swing some other direction. I can't tell where it's going, but. It's, it's you can feel energy you can feel a need for change you can feel a rejection of mainstream all those elements are there so it's exciting i'm superstitious i and when they announced it i just immediately thought well we're gonna get in another pandemic something real bad's gonna happen that ain't gonna happen <laughs> i just thought that's shouldn't have said that september 20 it ain't gonna happen this is my immediate <laughs> yeah. thought there's gonna be something horrific we'll be screaming and crying <laughs> when instead of going to fe- the festival next year because of how bad whatever thing is happening i mean it'll be aliens or <laughs> there might be aliens or a, pan- yeah, a, aliens a worse pandemic sure. or war or i don't know what it'll be but i mean ain't yeah, no way aliens. that festival's I'm happening sure. in 2022 ain't no way ain't no way that thing's happening 